Hello and welcome to the Riff Raff and Rory podcast. On this podcast, I aim to inspire change by speaking to people that I relate to and we'll be discussing a range of subjects and topics including trauma, adversity, healing and mental health and well-being. I cherish my inner being and I'm on a journey to stay grounded, living in the present, reflecting on the past and looking forward to the future. This week's guest is Jason Fallon. Jason's brother David is a poet, but more importantly, Jason's story all starts when he was suffering from depression. In the last year, he started hearing voices. He visited Eddie Stone and Offaly. Eddie Stone has written books and done many talks around inner chatter. This was a very spiritual experience for Jason, which we will discuss. Jason is an absolute pleasure. He's been through an incredible story, very commendable, absolute inspiration. I hope you enjoy this episode. Spirituality. Inner voices. Involvement center. Suicide. Grief, escaping the pain, courage, peace, ember, hope, my garden is my church. Welcome to the Riff Raff and Ori podcast. Uh, today I'm very fortunate to be joined by uh, my first local member, uh, a temporary man. And that is uh, not here beside me, but very close in the nature of the locality. He's only 30 minutes over the road. Um, and he's been very good, in fairness to me, since the very start of his journey, to be honest. Um, so, Jason, thank you very much for spending some time with us and looking forward to hearing your story. You're welcome, Roy. Anytime. Gent. Uh, so... Maybe for those uh, of our listeners that haven't heard the story so far, maybe to give a bit of context, uh, we connected in 2019 back in Tamil in November of 2019 to be specific. That's um, right. And uh, we were very fortunate to meet a very uh, interesting group of people uh, on a night which was to do with the mental health services, say in Tipperary specifically. Yeah. Um, and maybe say, would it be a good starting point maybe to say, give us a little bit of an introduction maybe about yourself uh, and maybe currently where you are in your own journey? And then maybe we can kind of see, first of all, where we pick it up from there. But first of all, before we get there, uh, how did you get on in Donegal? I see you're up over the weekend and you had a little break yourself, did you? Oh, some, some break up in Donegal. Um, went camping for three nights, came back oh, Monday yeah. and... Uh, 15 to 25 degrees up there, like, unreal. Good man. So, so then that was, I'd say, a lovely little uh, time away to get away, especially since everything has been so challenging uh, for everybody. And it's been great that now, uh, since COVID has started to relax, that everybody's starting to see and feel a bit more of the country in general, naturally, exactly, outside yeah. of the four walls of your own house. I just think everybody need, needs a staycation. Don't do anything stupid like going to, going abroad. Like there, there's people going abroad to Portugal, 
and Portugal is going into a lockdown tonight. Like, crazy. Stay in your own country, and next year, go on a holiday. You know, but yeah, the, everybody stay in their own country and look at the sites in your own country. Hundred percent, very well said, and and, the, and even from what would be staying in your own country to what we've felt over the last year would nearly be stay in our own county and stay stay in our own town. Um, yeah. So maybe to bring into the question that I was say leading in with earlier, how has everything been in say Clamel since maybe we nearly connected back in the last eighteen months? Really, like how how has the whole pandemic and your own journey been since we met la- the last time? Oh, my my journey, especially, um, I'm doing really well. Um, my head is, in, is probably the best it's been in a long, long time. Like, uh, no, I have no voice. I, I did a fair healer uh, thing up in uh, Offaly last August, uh, nearly, nearly a year ago, coming up to a year. And I've no voice since that fear healing uh, process. Um, I just took the option of going up there. I went up there believing. And uh, my mother's partner said that there's no point going to a place that you don't believe. Go up there believing and something might happen. I went up there believing. And I did a four-hour mass. Well, it wasn't any ordinary mass. like. And uh, ever since that, my, my head is is clear. Not overthinking, no anxiety, no depression. Really? No, nothing like. That's unreal. That's fantastic to hear that. And then I believe you also had some big news on the back of that with your other half more recently as well. Yeah, we got a council house and uh, I'm set up for life, like, you know. Brilliant. Brilliant to hear. And then, uh, what would you call it? Uh, the whole story. Uh, really like sets a real nice foundation like from the experience and that nature what exactly happened like what 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 exactly what exactly was that experience about what brought you up there was it as you said through a referral through your mom's friends to my mother's partner I we all heard heard, heard of him because he he came down to South Tip a few years back before before he actually went up there living up there and doing all the fair healing process up there but he's actually well known all over the world like you know this this right. man like Eddie Stone is his name brilliant uh, I'm very big on the spirituality stuff and that really curiously gets my mind because I have a friend of mine that I have brought on these journeys myself and uh, I believe as you said the natural healing holistic by the sounds of it uh, I'm not sure in the sense of what you're saying like a a longer version of like a spiritual journey um, to really help release the pain. Was that right? I'm not That's sure. Right. I, That's right. Uh, if that was exactly what you experienced, but it, it's incredible. Like the amount of, um, would you say release? Was there like a certain weight lifted? I did a donation and then I uh, shook Eddie Stone's hand and then uh, I, I left the, the big hall. And the minute I left the big hall, there was a sense of weight lifted off my shoulders, off my head, everything. Like. It's unbelievable. And like for those of our listeners that have probably not maybe heard of your own story to what brought you to that point, um, could you maybe give us a little bit of background? Like what brought your journey to that point in Offaly? Like where did it all start? Where did you start to feel a certain way? And 
why did you feel that you needed to go on a trip to a person like Eddie above in Offaly? To be honest, my head, my head was, um, I had to leave work. I was working in Mr. Price for a year. Six months in Carmel and six months in Carrick. Uh, I uh, left my job because my head was getting worse. He wanted to say, do you have a job to go to? And I said, I had nothing. And uh, I'm still looking for work. I'm doing commission work, but I think I'm leaving that as well because it's hard to make money in commission work. Like, um, but I'm keeping my options open. Ever since, ever since that, my last day in, in, in Mr. Price, I said I need to do something with my head. Like. So I, I psyched myself up for half a year, six months. And I was looking out for psychics and I said, no, nah, will I do a psychic? No. Nah. And but then I said, will I do a palm reading? And I said, no. Nah. Will I do a tarot reading? And I said, no. Nah. Then uh, Morris Parner said, would you do a fear healing? And I said, what's a fear healer? And, he's, and he said, do a mass, but it's not an ordinary mass. It's hard right. to describe what type of, what he does. Like, like he's able, like if you have a problem, he's able to, to pinpoint where that problem is. And uh, for example, in the mass, um, there was two people suffering with a pain in their sides. And my aunt had a pain in her side for a few months up to, up to this point, like in, in the open office. And Eddie Stone said, there's two people in this audience suffering with pains in their sides. Pop your hand. And uh, one person popped their hand and then my, we're nudging my aunt to pop her hand and pop her hand, pop her hand, Pauline one. And she pop her hand. He said and a prayer then for the pain in the sides to go. And the two pains in their side went in when she left. Like That's incredible. And it's like, it's so interesting to hear. Like, I see so many different, would you call it like uh, life coaches or, um, spiritual healers or whatever like the people that are just yeah. nearly gifted is the word that comes to mind in the sense of how they can help connect and pull different emotional trauma through your body that you nearly experience nearly as you said with other people it's so bizarre like i had the experience uh two months ago and i'm actually going to a similar experience next week on a retreat uh, where I get a lot of intensity in my head and yeah. a lady that I was working with as you say she nearly connected to the pain so like outside of not even just like what you would have call it with like therapy you know yeah. as you said you have a pain in say a particular point of your body and it's like as you say they nearly connect and take the pain with you it's just it's so weird in the sense of like weird is the wrong word for it it's probably so spiritual but so beautiful because someone yeah. actually can connect and understand what you're feeling, not just you. And not that you just go to a doctor and they say, oh, here's a whatever tablet or whatever it might be, that someone can actually go, look, Jay, I understand what you're feeling. Genuinely, I can feel it. Yeah. Let's try and see like what happened after, like when, you, when, when that pain connected, uh, what happened after that then? Like my man's pain and... She actually uh, left left the left the hall as well, and uh, and I and I, I said, "Pauline, you feel a sense of relief, like." And I, and I said, uh, "Yeah, my pain, my side is slightly, it's still, it's still there, but it's not. Uh, 
pain and pain in me. And uh, I said, yeah, the, the, my, my head is clear. And he said, go away. And my told, told me, mother told me, told me, um, me fiance and told John. And they, they couldn't get over. And to this day, they still can't get over that my, my head is clear, like, you know. And to say that, like, your head is clear, like, in my world anyway, that is, like, just a vision nearly of peace. Like, what, what, would, what, what would your head have been, like, maybe give us an example, before yeah. you went to Offaly, like, how would you have felt, like, say, the time maybe we were in Clamel or, like, even in lockdown, like, what yeah. other examples would have brought you to the stage of, like, nearly feeling like, geez, if I don't go to Offaly, and we can come back into the dabbling of, yeah. you know, what support services aren't in temporary, but yeah. maybe give us an example of how you felt around the time before you went to Offaly. Was it a tough time? Oh, really tough. Like when I when I was in the same room as you in 2019, like I tightened the shoulders, my head was tight. I had a voice and uh, constant, but I was lingering. And then when I overthink, then on on the voice, the voice I was getting mixed up with overthinking and my voice as well. And Oh, my voice was getting it was getting hard to deal with. Like it would say dirty stuff, really sexual, dirty stuff. It would say sexual stuff, really sexual stuff on the streets, at home, everywhere, everywhere that I'd be throughout a normal day for the for like of my brother or pardon me, I don't the street what they do throughout the entire day. My my head would be at me constantly. Like, and it's very brave of you to say that so specifically because like vividly I can connect a lot of that in the sense of that inner voice really like I even get fearful of it like even two weeks ago I had an incident when drinking I got arrested for drink driving uh, two months ago I got detained like it nearly feels like when you say the little uh, what you call a voice inside your head I feel the same thing is it nearly sometimes would nearly just like put the visual on this, take the driving seat, and all of a sudden, for me anyway, it just takes over. And, yeah, it does, and, it does and, take and over, then, yeah. And, and then trying, as you said, to now be where you are having a clear head, like that is like a bull of bus is an understatement. That is <laughs> unbelievable. Honestly, it's so good to hear and see someone that has turned the corner. Because, like, not alone, people probably don't see and understand it. But the amount of pain that you were probably in, as you said, yeah, uh, in the audience. But, like, that's what? When were you, what, nearly a year later? Or nine months, ten months later? Yeah. In that window of, like, that's a long time. It's a long window, yeah. Yeah. And especially on top of that, compounded with uh, COVID and compounded, yeah. as you said, with everything else. Like, look where your life has like nearly come swung yeah. oh it's unbelievable like yeah. fortunately please god now as you said hopefully you know everything will come and i'd be very confident to say that uh you'd be very capable as you said going back into a role uh that's more as you said supporting the wish of basic wage and then kind of driving in with that level of support yeah. to be able to give you the value for your work you know commission yeah. roles again as i know myself from a sales point of view in one way that i've done them are tough. very tough and tough. even more so on your mental journey are tougher again yeah. so in that journey it's very interesting to see and hear 
that even not alone on your drive, you're still fighting. You know what I mean? That is one of the commendable points that even I spoke, sorry, even when I spoke to a family member last night here, he was like, would you not take the foot off the gas? And I'm like, you can't take it. Like the mental health, like there's no taking your foot off the gas. No, it doesn't, like, the mental health doesn't sleep. You might, or yeah. you might be lucky. But yeah. at the same time, it's constant. Like it's, it's a really tough gig. But at the same time, taking that note of where on the scale of life I am lucky to be, uh, I suppose in the same way we are, yeah. there's a lot worse people in the world. And I would take a lot of empathy and gratitude True. to say, look, True. Um, I, I would happily take a mental health journey um, compared to a lot of the other uh, challenges that are globally present uh, outside, outside of anything that we've talked about. And like what I would even say really start to think of is, as I said, like two months ago, I got detained and I was taken over to St. Luke's in Kilkenny. Um, and to be fair, this is probably one of the more prominent uh, conversations that hasn't been brought to light yet. And I haven't had a chance to explore with some yet. Naturally, just a lot of the guests so far have been more call it, uh, further afield. So like bringing it closer to home, um, maybe if we bring in even the night that we spent uh, with Thomas Gardahern and uh, the general cohort like yourself and Martin Brown, where from your side do you think the journey of mental health services maybe needs to go, even if we we're just to start with Clomel? Like what, what, what would you need or what would you feel is needed? Maybe now you're in a better place yourself, which is yeah. great. But, yeah. but, but even for, for you as a local citizen in Clomel, what would you feel is needed uh, from a local perspective, even in the community? Oh, um, I, I did. I did the environment center. I think the vans, the environment centers. I did it for a, short, a year, and it got me, boy, it got me through things, got me through a lot of things. So that that's a plus in the town of Clamell. I think um, Saint Michael's needs to be open for, yeah. I don't see why that should be closed. Like St. Michael's needs to be open. Like, and then I think like there we've a lot of lot of stuff. Like, um, I think there's work that Thomas Ryan is doing to do with mental health. I think I think he's a top top bloke for sticking his head out there, and uh, like yourself, Rory, sticking your head out there doing like the podcast. Like, like, no, like I mean, yourself as well, but. No. Even, even if we're to maybe take it in one piece uh, along the way at a time. So I remember even before the journey that we met that night. So just for people that probably aren't familiar with this and maybe just to generalize it. Yeah. So so locally in a community, just if we take Clamell as the example, I'm very fortunate that my granny who's nearby here is very, very close to Clamell in the involvement center. She's actually only from around the corner. Um the name escapes me now. She'll uh, catch me by the ankles in a second when I forget the name. But <laughs> Hillview, I think, is it? Um, yeah. That uh, the whole essence of a community. So if we think of the involvement centre, right? What is the involvement centre would be my first question. Just, just for just for people, yeah. like some towns may not have this. So what what exactly is the involvement centre? And maybe with that question, what brought you to the involvement centre? Um, I I left my job in Mr. Price. Oh, so sorry, sorry. This was when you left Mr. Price. Yeah, you you connected with the involvement center, is it? 
yeah. So then and when you were in the Involvement Centre, sorry, what exactly did that support you with or what, what, what did that open up for you? Um, workshops. Uh, yeah, a ton of workshops. Um, evening, evening talks with just over a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a few biscuits. Um, getting my cousin, uh, Craig, Mar- Craig Marcy, Check him out on Instagram, Mursa, some artist. Uh, he does um, a lot of uh, different type of work to do with art. He oh, yeah. did, a, did an art group in the Levon Centre. So all, 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 all of this was laid, like, so for people that, like, may not even say, think of what an involvement centre, like, feels like. But for me, it feels like when I was even in there, fortunately, on the night, of the talk in 2019 was it feels like nearly a community inpatient treatment yeah. center, but as in like yeah. a day patient center, but even as yeah. you said, evening, like it's so friendly. Yeah. It's so open. It has all of the facilities. Like I would have experienced both in St. Luke's recently and in St. Patrick's hospital in Dublin. Yeah. And what I'm trying to really bring into this picture is that people probably are afraid or feel the stigma behind yeah that's what i was going, going to say next. Go, go, going to maybe some sort of support and yeah. it, fright, it honestly frightens me yeah uh, because both sides i was taken uh, voluntarily sorry I, I went voluntarily the first time and then i was uh, taken involuntarily the second time yeah um, we did an opening day for the volunteer center and we uh, attracted nearly 90 people well, 70 to 90 people. I did a speech. Well done. And uh, after that, it dwindled. Like, it, not many people coming in the door. I think there is still a stigma out there. Like, even though we, we talk about it and we do this and that, people are still afraid to go through that door. Like, you know. And it's amazing, like, the comfort of your journey through that door, like, how it's brought us, even, as you said, back to where we are today. And, like, it will continue, like, absolutely, 100%. In fairness to yourself and your fiancé, Sarah, like, that even with me getting off the ground again after going through a roller coaster last year and my own journey again, uh, the first point of support that I needed some, call it, help with was getting off the ground again probably nearly two, three months ago, maybe this stage. And what happened? The first person that came calling was yourself and Sarah. Both times when I was looking for support with a laptop and even more recently with the phone. Now, in fairness, the phone, thank God, got sorted, but the laptop, in fairness, is still here and it works and it's brilliant. So the whole journey, really, I think, for people that connect in... Uh, say the involvement centers or inpatient treatment. I've made I've made great uh, friends here. My granny's here destroying the kitchen. Um, I shouldn't be in the kitchen at the first place. Um, the level of chaos in life is life, right? What I'm trying to say is that in the essence of support, with the level of how, say, an involvement center might support people. It's amazing how it can turn lives around. And like, as you said, from there, your journey really took a, a real stride, I'd say. So where, where, where did your journey go then from the involvement center following on? As you said, naturally, we'll come into the same Michael's conversation, but where, where did your own journey go then following the involvement center? My, my, my journey just 
um, I was living in William O'Brien and uh, I was yeah depressed in William O'Brien. Um, a lot of a lot of things, uh, like I mean, and I, the, the, I did my neighbors were going back to my mother, and I was kind of messing with my head, making my head worse. And we got one morning, we got a call, um, not even a year, not even a year in uh, one of my brain, and uh, we got a call to get a house, a council house, make up our minds, uh. Two hours to make up my mind whether to take the house or not, and we we jumped at the chance then to take my house. And then, ever since I got the house, then good things have been happening to me. Even though I had a, a small little uh, blip, I tried to take my own life. Uh, I was hardly seeing friends and family, and when the restrictions were getting uh, were coming up and getting lifted down, I I uh, got more motivation. And willpower to actually, you know, I I can do this. Even though I lost a few mates through the last uh, um, last lockdown, uh, I lost an uncle, I lost a schoolmate, lost two schoolmates, and uh, they they did what I did, and I'm really grateful for a second chance. Like, you know, as in. Sorry, did they lose their life to mental health issues, is it? Mental health and drugs, like. Jesus, sorry to hear that. Um, very, but, very brave. Well, my, 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 my uncle died of cancer, but my two schoolmates died of drugs and suicide. Jesus. Very sorry to hear that. Like, it's the same way with myself. Like, I went through suicide again last year through lockdown. Uh, like, I was uh, very open in my earlier episodes of the podcast to maybe not bring it to light would do it a disservice and it's the same way maybe coming towards suicide and mental health like how how did you feel through maybe well a coping with someone close to you that you've lost and b coping with getting yourself through it like what 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 was that journey like hard my my i know Two ways about it was hard. I find that hard to go through. It takes takes me a while to, like a few months or even a year to get over someone dying close to me. But um, I'm I'm still here, still able to to fight fight the cause. And uh, I I my uncle that died, he always said, "Don't take life too serious." And that's my mom. I'm not taking life too serious anymore. And and taking it day by day, or even some cases, a minute by minute. Yeah, you're dead right. Sometimes I'm guilty of myself. I get myself too hot and bothered and all up in a twist, you know, trying to solve everything in, you know, nearly one day. But at the same time, it's probably running with my thoughts. And that's probably the danger. Like, I'm in a good place at the moment. But, like, the danger is when you're not in a good place, you know, you can act yeah. on these thoughts. Like, that's yeah. that's the scary part about it. And like futuristically speaking, it's as you said, where you really do just slow down to well, you learn to slow down in one way, but trying to literally, as you said, just be simplistic and enjoy the beauty in every moment that you can. Because as you said, well, not that you know that these uh, chapters would always be peaceful, but uh, like you're never too 
uh, safe to think, Jesus, would I ever feel like that again? Because I, I, it's very hard to know. Like, it's one thing to say, as you said, we have a clear head. And I feel I'm getting there. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know. I, 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 I would never fully probably believe myself. Maybe it'll change in time. Hopefully it will. That I'd be able to say my darkest chapters are behind me. I, I could feel that now, but ho- I'd, I'd, I'd hope to get to a position that you'd be able to maybe, you know, offer support rather than being the person that needs support. Yeah. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. And, you know, that's not for me to decide. You know, all I can say, do is, as you said, not take life too seriously and just do what you can do minute by minute every day. Like, because the most important thing is you're still here. And same here, like it's the most important thing is that you are fighting. Everyone needs support, no matter what way you are supporting yeah. people in any direction. Yeah, I a radio on a Tip FM and did a kind of a launch thing to do with Tip FM. And I mentioned me, uh, me journey on that. And uh, as, as, I, as I, I'm on this journey, well, I, 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 I could have a, a relapse tomorrow that we gained, or I can have a relapse when I'm finishing this podcast. And I, would, I have numbers that I can go back to and actually make an appointment and actually still be in the service that I'm in. I'm so grateful that I have numbers and I still have a team that I can call. And uh, I am very, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, like, you know. That's and that and that that is like it's so true. Like, because do you ever get to those points? I even had one today, to be honest. Like, I was really testing myself today. Um that just like you literally feel like your head's gonna explode. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like as you say, there's just people that unfortunately succeed and um yeah in whatever way that be it an overdose or be it, you know, suicide or whatever, um, like succeeding is even probably a dangerous word to use on that. But at the same time, when I was looking at suicide or any of those outlets, that's what your mind wants to do. It's, it's not to like beat life. It's to escape pain. Like, cause gen- genuinely yeah. it is. It's so, I find anyway, it's so painful. Like, Physically and mentally excruciating. Yeah, I found it draining. And that's what I didn't say this to me, uh, girlfriend or me, uh, my friends. Like, I, I, I did, they said I took the easy way out. And I have a friend that, that said that to me, but she doesn't know what I've been going through. Like, eight years in the system, eight years taking medication, eight years for having something that, that, my dad got murdered in Clamell, and that's how I, I got a voice. It wasn't put on me. The voice does happen because he went through a traumatic experience. And my dad is going to be gone. Um, it's going to be gone nine years, January, like you know. And uh, it was all, it was on RT news. It was all over the papers. It was everywhere, like and. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, the first year of that, couldn't go up, because... What age were you? Um, I was 20, 22. I went on a holiday. I went on a holiday a few months after my dad, dad got taken, like, and uh, 
I was in Ayanapa in Cyprus and uh, I was tripping out. I blew, I blew 300 euro um, the first day I got there to the Wednesday. I was, bro- I was broke from the Thursday tar- to, to get back home. Um, don't regret going on the holiday. I, I never regret going on holidays. Um, but um, if I go back over and why I done, I probably wouldn't have went on that holiday because it was too close to me to my dad's. Uh, um, what happened to my dad? Like, but um, but I'm sure he would have been a man that would be very proud of you. First of all, sorry to hear the story. Absolutely, that is very very tough. Um, yeah, but, but like yeah. like I had two guests on a podcast. The first one, which went out last week, and uh, they actually buried their own sons and the fact that you are here speaking with the honor of your dad's voice in your head and you have listened to that voice and you're proudly here still like jade that is so inspiring like honest to god that is moving it is powerful and you are sending a message to people all over the world in the nature that listening to trauma comes in every form now in fairness what you've just outlined is incredibly incredibly tough i would not imagine and i can only empathize i can't even sympathize because i've never seen or gone through that level yeah oh my god like brutality is the one word that comes to mind i I say this on this podcast because it's freedom of speech um Two two men got arrested. Two two men got jailed for my dad's uh, murder. One got fifteen years, not long enough. One got one got um, seven years, not long enough. Life in this country is not life. It, it may say life, life, life is fifteen. But go to America, you get jails for committing a, a murder. Two men committing a murder. They they get about seventy years, eighty years at least, minimum. And some cases, the death penalty, because that still goes on in some certain states in America. But so true. Wow. They weren't they weren't the men that actually done it. Um, there was three other men involved, and two two of the men, um, the fellow Hearns, the father and the two sons, they were actually the ones that done it in in this. But it got told told the two men to do it, and two of them are dead. One is still alive, and I never did that in two of them. Uh, I believe in karma. If good things happen, good things happen to you. Bad things happen to you. Bad things happen to a person. And uh, there's only one of them left. So I don't have to do that. And karma come around to him. Like, so, you know. Jeez. That must have, like, ripped your family, yourself, everything. Tamel. I'm like, that is. Where, where does it sit in your head now with all that? I still see, I still see the man walking the streets, and I say, "Camera will bite you in the ass," and camera uh, will bite him in the ass. I won't have to do that. And he probably wake up one morning, and he probably die in a car crash, die doing something, and I won't have to do that. Or if he doesn't die, he die of something that of a heart attack or something like that. But I, I won't have to do that. And, uh, and, not, and and not that we're just for disclaimer, not that we're wishing anything bad on anyone. I know no. what I mean, but I just people that carry 
the level of negativity in that space. Yeah. And the one thing I'm well, two points to be honest, if we're going into it, yeah, this is this is just it's 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 shocking to be honest. Um, how, how did you hold yourself back, or how do you hold yourself back? I'm one of these people that I'm like, I'm 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 really nice chap, and uh, to this day. I still don't uh, understand why my dad is gone. Like, and uh, and that's nine years. I, I get my my dad was my brother, was my father. He was my brother. Like, you know. Jeez. And around the whole scene then of everything back when it happened when you were that young, how did all that? Um, well, obviously, I imagine it still had a massive impact. And obviously, as you said, everything really led to where we are now. But thank God you're here still to tell the story. But like how all of that um what do you call us all of that grief really led to where maybe you are now in one way. Would that be fair possibly to build and say that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um like, what what I'm trying to say is what 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 might have been say and it is very sorry, tragic and incredibly sorry to hear yeah. that. What I'm trying to say is Coming back to the stuff we were saying like um earlier about the likes of St. Michael's and all the other services, if there had been services at the time or even around your suicide, like take any of the examples, yeah. what in any level of mental health support would you love to have? Like nearly what you're saying, I'd say earlier is probably the answer to this, is just a team or someone to ring, someone to be able to go to and say, I don't feel well. Like yeah. as a result of whatever. That that could be any yeah. any example. I was afraid to pick up the phone and I'm not afraid to pick up the phone now, but I was afraid to, to ring my family. Uh, like, I can ring them now and actually have a really good chat and get, get stuff off my chest. But not many people have family. So if they didn't have family and what happened to me happened to me, I could guarantee that person wouldn't be here talking to you right now. 100%. And uh, but the thing is, I'm still here and I'm still able to talk about it. And I want to give people so uh, it's not all negative that there is hope, you know, there is hope. Well, that, that that's the most important point in all of your work, like, not to commend anything earlier, like, as we said, like, with everything that like happened naturally, you're right to feel the way you are after your father was taken to such a brutal act, a hundred percent. Yeah. But at the same time, for someone that has suffered so much to still remain hopeful, like I think that in itself shows how far you've come. And to be yeah. honest, like I'm looking through at the back of what I can see behind you for those that are listening, which is a very white, bright light. And I would 100% say this in confidence that your father would look down carrying him. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you're not like your father would be so proud of you. Yeah. Um, like, I, 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 and there's another thing I believe in as well. And it's, it's like spiritual, but it's still fires. And I lit fire in with my brain. Uh, so I remember it was half seven in the morning. I was delighted that I got a house. And uh, a little fire and a flame, a straight flame went straight up through the center. And that's uh, that's passing of someone that's really close to you. It's a passing. 
And I was talking to me uh, cousin that's big into flames and what they mean and spiritual what they, what they mean. And he said, I think that was your dad. And he's finally at peace. And, I, and that was when my father was at peace. And that, that was, well, at that time, seven years, he was gone then, like, you know. And uh, I'm at peace now because my dad's at peace. Oh. Well, that isn't, isn't isn't that such a beautiful way though to bring in like my goosebumps are absolutely lifting here by the way like in the level of you're telling that story like because even the one thing I learned recently in the first of on the first of May like the, the summer season starts by lighting fires like I uh, everyone loves lighting fires in many ways yeah. people light fires in their own emotions or spiritual journeys and what you're describing like is not only beautiful it is romantic in the way of like a bromance where you're talking about yourself and your dad and yeah. in that sense like now it's nearly where you say as you said can be that point of the journey where he can actually like le- you can leave down the cross and stop carrying the weight and it's now yeah. where your life can actually just kind of start as you said the peace like he's still there with you but all oh, that yeah. emotional uh chaos is yeah. more like right everyone's happy now we're at peace yeah. it's a very sorry story yeah but at the same time he's looking at you going i have brought a very very young man into this world and delight he's still here and look at the future he has ahead of him but look at what he's yeah. been through and look how much resilience he's got off the back of it and he's still hopeful yeah um I, my mother and my father were great great friends with a nun and the nun uh nun margaret turned around to my mother on the street. How, how are your two young boys doing after after until your dad's funeral and what and what happened to your dad? And my mother said she couldn't get over how resilient uh, me and my brother were. That my brother's down in Waterford. He's after graduating to the level eight, and he's a poet. He's wow. a yeah. My brother's a poet. He he's on Sinn Fein. He does the Sinn Féin membership to join up for Sinn Féin. He does um, equality for people that are um, LGBTQS, uh, uh, that have uh, issues relating to the uh, um, LGBT community. And, uh, and myself then, I got, uh, I got a house at the, at the time when in William O'Brien. And she, the known turn around and said, not every, not every uh, story what happened to you, to your, to Anthony has a great outcome. And he said, yeah, exactly. uh, she, she turned around to me and said, you look after yourself and, uh, and you two boys, you should be proud of your two young boys. That's a very, very, very nice way to tie this up because I feel like not only have you given an example of how proud your parents are um, listening to your story. I'm extremely proud of you. Um, and I'm sure Sarah and all the rest of Clamel and everyone in your yeah. extended crew yeah. should be very proud because to be fair, not having the chance on the night two years ago, uh, well, a year and a half ago, to be fair, uh, to listen to your story uh, and actually listening to it now in confidence, obviously this is about a podcast, but more, I think, um, what would you call it um more enjoyably that we actually get time to have a one-on-one chat naturally all these things are remote but 
um, that I actually got a chance to listen to your story one-on-one. Um, I'm extremely grateful for listening to your story and how authentic and how passionate you are of everything that you do. Um, but like how you carry yourself as a person. And it's really, really, really nice to hear a story that has gone through its own roller coasters that could easily have taken a turn for its own, um, what do you call it, uh, chapter that may not have brought you to where you are. And now yeah. you have a future, as you said, you're away at the weekend and you're able to just go away, have a weekend and simply enjoy life day by day and do the simple things again that you can actually get back to just having a normal, ha- having what is nearly... Now I'd nearly even say, you know, what's what's a normal life, even with a pandemic, yeah. but you can yeah. actually just go away and enjoy things again. I, I, I see bad people and I don't hang around with bad people, but I know the bad people in this town. And I choose not to be involved. Because if if I got involved with them bad people, I wouldn't have a life. I wouldn't have a lovely, fabulous, gorgeous uh, fiance. Wouldn't have a new new home in Glen Connor Hill. Wouldn't have a I have a sheepdog and it's only nine months old. I won't wow. have that. I won't have that either. And I won't have a great relationship, great support family network that I have right now uh, to my family, my mother, my aunts and my uncles. I won't, I won't have, have all that, like, you know what I mean? I've been missing yeah. on so much. And now I can actually say, now 100% free of mental health. But mental health is going to be part of my life. And uh, if this podcast can reach out to someone that's really struggling, uh, I, ho- I hope this person is able to listen to it and say, uh, you-, you can get the support, you can get the help. Definitely get support and get the help. And I hope uh, wherever he or she is, there is hope and uh, there is a future. And uh, may that future be bright. Oh my God. And may that future be bright. And to set a light on that, just to very quickly before I forget it, touch on that with one last question. Um, and then I'll sign off by saying Gurumila Mahaga. But uh, what would you like in the future? As you mentioned, maybe Simon Michaels and all the rest of it. Yeah. What would you like, maybe obviously for encouraging people to reach out and all the rest of that awareness that we love working with, which is great. But yeah. from a services perspective, what would you like in the future to see in Clamel? Um, service. A service that's free, a uh, service that uh, provides uh, great support to um, a loved one, like a mother or a brother or even a sister and even the aunts and the uncles of that person. Be able to have a network that gives a provide uh, counselling, psychiatry, uh, some sort of practice to the way uh, spirituality involves as well. I'm a I'm an open-minded person. I believe in spirit. I believe that this is not it. I believe that there is, there is another life. I don't go to church every day. I I don't. I'm I'm a, I'm honest about that. But my church is my backyard. Uh, I I have pots, flowers. I uh, I'm, I love I love looking at flowers. And uh, feeding birds, that's my, that's me, that's my, uh, that's me, George. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think if people had that support, I, I don't, I wouldn't see any problems at all. And open same way, because that is wow! <laughs> like, oh god, 
my garden is my church. That is unreal. As I hear the church bell ringing and I hear my head singing. Uh, Jay, I can just say, commendable man. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, a massive, massive thank you. Uh, for the first time on this podcast, I can say for the two men that have connected on this journey, uh, I can really, really feel that you know, if you were to get behind the county or if you were to get behind mental health, you really feel like, you know, the J phrase, up tip comes to mind, but you can really get that energy, like, um, that lifts positivity. And if it is one of those, I'll give it for the crack uh, to tip. We go, one tip! It's like, the there we go. It's like, if we can lift that energy and send that wave of energy over to you, all I can say is, as I said, thank you. Welcome to my world, Riff Raff and Rory podcasts. Episodes will be available every Monday and you can listen to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. Follow me on Insta, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. All of my handles are in the show notes. Thanks very much. Tune in next week.